Jersey is the world. Hi everybody, Chris Gathard here. Welcome to New Jersey is the world, your weekly podcast celebrating all things Garden State, where we go in many manic directions from interviews with notable people to food reviews to nostalgia to history to whatever, whatever we feel like talking about, right? Thanks to everybody who signed up at patreon.com slash New Jersey is the world. Last week, if you were a Patreon member, you uh, got to have an episode of our of our show, South Jersey is Also the World, where my friend Andrea from South Jersey, we talk about South Jersey, and in this one, it was just me from North Jersey and Andrea from South Jersey saying condescending things about Central Jersey. And if that's not worth your $5 a month, I don't know what is. Wanted to thank everybody who's showing a lot of enthusiasm. I'm doing a New Jersey tour, okay? Um, I announced it on Friday on my social media. I'm doing 21 shows this summer and fall, one in every county in New Jersey. I've announced the first 10, and I want to say thank you. As of this recording, we have already sold out Booton for Morris County, Montclair, Essex County, Pet Shop, over in Jersey City for Hudson County, and we're a couple tickets away from selling out our shows in Union County and Cape May County. We've also got Passaic, Middlesex, Atlantic, and Ocean up for sale so far. So go for it. And hey, separate from that, um, if you're hearing it this week, especially if you're in Morris County and going, uh, you're going, oh, that Booten show sold out. Man, I'm in Morris County. Guess what? July 27th, that's this week, everybody. I'm at the Dojo of Comedy. Morris Plains, New Jersey. There's still a handful of tickets left for that as of this recording. ChrisGeth.com for all these tickets, by the way. And we'll be announcing 11 more counties soon, so keep your ears and eyes open for that. And I'll see you out there in many of these tiny venues. Every one of those shows I mentioned for the New Jersey's The World Tour, 50 seats or less. Intimate shows. It's going to be a fun time. Okay. Thanks to everybody who's been buying t-shirts at belowthecollar.com slash Chris Gethard. Very kind of you to support the show. And once again, to our patrons, you know, you get a lot uh, for your money. Uh, I mentioned last week we had South Jersey is also the world. Guess what? This week in the free feed here, we're giving you half of the Garden State Gagoots that we do this every month. This is for the Turnpike tier patrons, which is the $10 tier. And it's so fun. You guys leave us voicemails at 973-780-4660. And we get together the hosts from every show on the network and we all enjoy them and react to them and laugh. Uh, and I'll tell you what, this month we decided to do a thing we've done, uh, I think once before where we do the first handful here in the free feed so you can hear what those voicemails sound like and the reactions sound like. And then patrons, you're going to get a whole bunch of the best voicemails behind the paywall as per usual, including one where someone said that North Jersey doesn't have an icon. South Jersey has the Jersey Devil. The Shore has Tilly. Why doesn't North Jersey have an icon? And Don Finelli's answer was so dumb, but he was so emphatic about it. And man, it made me laugh so hard. And, and just so many great voicemails that come in. Thank you to everybody who leaves us voicemails at 973-780-4660. Means the world. Means the world to us. And New Jersey is the world, as you all know. Thanks so much, everybody. Listen, laugh, enjoy, leave a voicemail. Let's have fun. Summer's not over yet. Get out there. 
Hit up the shore, go to the cosmos, live your life. Let's do it. Hi, everybody. Chris Gethard here. This is for the free feed. It's also for the Patreon, for the Turnpike tier. It's our favorite part of the month. We have a voicemail line. That line is 973-780-4660. That's 973-780-4660, where you can leave voicemails. And people have been leaving dozens of voicemails. It's been way too long since I've gone through that voicemail line. And what we do is try to get together once a month. We did miss last month. Apologies. That's why we're giving you a big episode this month. Um, this is Garden State Goots, where all the hosts of different shows on our network get together. We hear your voicemails. We react. It's fun. We're going to do five or six voicemails for the free feed so you guys get a taste of it. And then an ass load more for the people who subscribe at the Turnpike level over at patreon.com slash New Jersey is the world. Don Finelli, congrats, buddy. I think this is the first episode we've taped since the birth of your son. Yep. I'm glad a new Prince of New Jersey is <laughs> out there right. to spread our ways on the West Coast. How are you feeling? How's everybody doing? Uh, you know what? Our eyes are burning, but our hearts are full, baby. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> so we're, uh, we're chugging along and um, I have like the memory of a goldfish. I can't, like my brain's just not working. So apologies, yeah, yeah. apologies oh, to everyone. Great. Yeah, That's you, you, you at your best. You when you're physically taxed <laughs> yeah, is you at your best, best comedically. Yeah, it's it's going to be one of those. So just uh, buck, buckle up. <laughs> great to see you. Our friend Andrea Quinn from our show, South Jersey is also the world is here. Spoiler, Andrea and I taped the next episode of South Jersey is also the world. And the title of it is going to be North and South Jersey finally team up to shit on Central Jersey. So Ooh. brace yourselves for that next week, everybody. Andrea, people are going to be mad at me about that, right? Yeah, I just, um, I'm just about done editing the episode and I think we're going to lose some listeners. I hope yeah. if you're listening in the free feed, you join our Patreon this week so you can listen to that episode and immediately cancel and never listen again. I say some truly condescending things about Central Jersey. Mike D., you are, I think, the person with the best business mind out of all of us. Is it a good idea to shit on one third of your audience for your own amusement? People pay a lot of money to be offended on a regular basis. So I think it's a super smart idea to alienate as many people. Like, for instance, don't call the voicemail line if you live in Livingston. We don't want to hear from you. <laughs> we just got probably six or seven voicemails from Livingston again at 973-780-4660. And of course, the living human mascot of New Jersey is the world, Bonaduce. We were partying down at Salty's Beach Bar, Lake Como, watching Mikey Erg and Egghead and Bug Out Society. And you were running that room, man. Well, yeah, I'm surprised nobody like punched me in the mouth and i gotta say another thing about old punk rockers in new jersey like if you go to a show fucking dance will you like you know just because you're older and married and might have kids like actually move more than just like rocking back and forth yes the other thing is to uh, uh jay insult i want to say uh, kudos for making that the hottest room in the entire bar because everywhere else in there you could hang meat it was like, we're doing a punk rock show. Do you think you could like turn the heat up? Uh, thanks a lot. It was very authentic. Had a great time. Great, awesome bands playing there. Really like kicking oh, ass. Great show. And great also for, for all the people that I didn't get stickers out to yet that probably left voicemails because they thought they were going to get them. They will be coming. Just send me a reminder. I will send them to you. And uh, Mike D's printing them in his basement right now. <laughs> Let's go ahead. Let's get to the voicemails because we've got a ton of them. We're going to do just a handful on the free feed so you guys can get a taste. And then we're going to do a whole 
bucket load of them for our patrons. Let's start. Uh, we generally like to start with these. Uh, we have, for some reason, some listeners not from New Jersey. And I always love those voicemails. They're quick and easy. And we get to hear, like, we've got a listener in Arizona. Hello, New Jersey is the world. Uh, this is Lindsay, a.k.a. John Cougar Melancholy on the Patreon. I have never even set foot in New Jersey. I'm from Arizona. But, uh, yeah, just keep on kicking ass. I like what you guys do. And, yeah, rock on. Thanks. I can't fathom why you like it, but I'm glad that you do. Appreciate it. I'm glad that you do. I want to hear from our friend. Uh, you guys tell me if you hear the same name in this. I don't want to say the same the name in case I misheard it, but another person who has moved to Jersey and we helped with the transition. Hey, Chris and crew. This is Fat Tina, originally from upstate New York, now living in Patterson. I, I never really wanted to move to New Jersey, and I was pretty miserable living here for, like, the first couple months. And then I, I came across your guys' podcast, and I started listening to it. And uh, I, I got to say, you guys have converted me. You know, I living in upstate New York, people from New Jersey, you know, they... They parked like assholes. They yeah. drove like assholes. Yes. You know, they were always really obnoxious on hiking trails. Mm -hmm. And, uh... There's no one has a pulse up there. Living here <laughs> and finding out all the cool history about the place and seeing all these cool places within, you know, a 30-minute drive. Like, New Jersey is the world. So, thanks a lot. Bye. Love it. What did you guys hear that person announce their name as? Just so I don't. I thought her name was Fontina, like the cheese, or Fatima. Uh, I heard something. I, there was a part of me that thought she said Fatina, but I don't want to just. <laughs> That's what I. Heard. I don't want to assume That's it could just be Fatima. Yeah, there was a there was like a jump in the situation. So what I heard was Fatina, but that cannot be Fatina. So. All I want to say is, whatever your name is, you moved here from upstate New York. You were depressed. We made you feel better about this place and even slightly psyched about it. That's something to be proud of, everybody. I mean, upstate New York, people just stare at gorges and fucking talk about their <laughs> mucklucks or some shit. So, you know, this is definitely a better place to be. I take offense. We don't have bad trail etiquette. We have good trail etiquette as New Jersey people Absolutely. because we have a limited number of trails, so we take care of them. So that part I disagree with. I want to hear from Casey, who is not an outsider, but talks about the experience of bringing outsiders into New Jersey. Hey, my name is Casey. I'm from Andover up in Sussex County. Um, I'm calling a couple of reasons. So you were just mentioning High Point in the uh, Olympics uh, report or podcast, for a better word. And when I, I got married back in New Jersey, even though I live in Montana now, and I took all of my Montana family out there, and one girl got uh, road sick, I guess you could say, because the roads aren't straight and they go around hills and winding things. And we had to stop at High Point State Park um, so she could get out and yak because she's not used to driving on roads that aren't straight. And then their biggest complaint was that they couldn't drive 70 miles per hour because the roads aren't straight. And I just told them that, yes, you can drive 70 miles per hour. <laughs> you just got to be prepared for anything. Um, 
Then also a good idea for New Jersey Olympics would be pizza dough tossing. See how high you can toss a pizza in the air and land it. Um, hopefully that works for you guys. Um, thanks pizza? for creating some content. Oh, another thing I wanted to say is one time you guys had mentioned that um, cattle ranchers don't have to pay anything on federal land. That's just actually false. Um, I'm now in a ranching family, um, and you do not. You have fees for every acre of land that you rent, so nothing is free out here, and the government always wants your money no matter where you're at. So just a little uh, clarification for you guys. I know you had misspoken about that, and I just kind of had to correct you guys. But anyways, love the show. Uh, thanks for putting out good content. Look forward to hearing what more you have. I loved that one. I loved hearing about what it's like to bring family to New Jersey and they get scared of the roads. And then also what I'm sure happens every week is that we just said something that we hadn't researched and said it was true. And it was a bunch Probably of fucking me. bullshit. Another thing <laughs> but, that but this is the myth of like the Midwest cowboy, tough, tough guys, fucking steers and shit. It's like, okay, sorry. Sorry that there was curves that you couldn't handle. On a road, sorry that there's not just right. miles of straight. Hey, we can only look straight and drive straight. It was like, come on, guys, man. You're supposed to be on the backs of like kicking cattle. You know what I mean? I did. I will tell you, I did shows in Montana last year. I'd never been before. And I drove by myself from Missoula to Bozeman. And those highways are fun because you can go a hundred miles an hour on them and there's no other cars and they're super wide and straight. Hell yeah. And there's no, I'm pretty sure there's no sales tax, no state tax and uh, no federal tax in Montana. <laughs> no federal tax on rancher land. That's the other thing. They get that federal land. You don't pay any taxes on that. You don't pay zero taxes, zero taxes go to anything. Everyone makes their own bones. They give you free coffee and gum if you live in Montana. That's good. All kinds of things that are definitely facts and true. Wouldn't a great New Jersey Olympic event be you start at the bottom of the road to high point. You have to drive to the top at least 70 miles an hour. You park your, you park your car and the person who can run the furthest without vomiting is that's how we score the event, like in yards. Kind yes. of like the, the long jump. Or just our version of like putting your head, your nose on like a baseball bat and going around really, really fast and trying to run straight. You will also be happy to hear that Olympics episode got a lot of feedback when we put it out and we can't include all the voicemails, but later we will hear a couple very specific pitches. I, th I think pizza dough tossing is a very valid one and there actually are contests for that. For now though, I'd like to hear one of my favorite voicemails that came in. Ooh. This one, you can see the title already, but wait do you hear this one, Andrea. This is Deanna from Toledo. This is for Andrea Lalito. Andrea, you are beloved, at least by me. I thank you for the poetry. It made me happy. And for real, don't be down on yourself because... I am like you too, and words are hard. <laughs> I hope you all have a great day. I love, love, love the show. Aw, that's so nice. Andrea, South Jersey is also the world. You recent... You, last month did an episode where it was about New Jersey poets. It was, it was very highbrow by our standards. It was well-researched. You were a little self-conscious about that. But Deanna from Toledo, <laughs> is he, who is a true free spirit, 
really loves you. That was beautiful. I wasn't, to be clear, I wasn't self-conscious about my like wanting to talk about poetry or anything, but I just didn't want to be too, uh, you know, I don't know. I guess maybe I was, as I'm saying. It was that. an outlier yeah. for it was a real yeah. outlier for us. But I cried three times, which is not an outlier for me, but you know. Oh. But how do you like knowing that Deanna from Toledo, who hilariously behaves in sing songy fashion in real life, is now a big fan of yours? I hope that every month we get one call from one of our listeners where they have written a song specifically about how they like me. <laughs> That's my request. I'm going to start calling in. Challenge accepted. Deliver your songs. At I'm going to start singing songs about you. 973-780-4660. Your love songs for Andrew. <laughs> That's right. 973-780-4660. Thank you, Dana. That was so nice. Plus, we have like two poet laureates like on uh, on our show here. Mike D and Carson, both, uh, mm-hmm. both quite the poets. You guys could also, I mean, it's fine that you haven't yet, but if you wanted to write poems about how much you... Love me, your co-host, Andrea. That would also be fine. Wow. I love that idea. Now, I want to start getting to some that actually are, you know, those are a little bit more checking in with outsiders, getting a little reaction. Want to get to some that- Bring the heat. Have meat on their bones for real discussion. Uh-oh. This one made me laugh. That was the antipasto. Now we're getting into it. <laughs> yep. That was the antipasto. Hello. <clears throat> My name is Don. I'm calling from the road. I'm on the road. Uh, which is uh, only important because I was just dropped off a family member at the Newark airport and was driving back uh, on the turnpike. I'm in, I guess, of the high 50s, the exits here, and uh, looked over to my left, and I just saw a dude riding a bike on the turnpike, uh, <laughs> like by the Jersey barrier, you know, in between the two where the splitting the two halves of the highway there, and um, it just made me think that is the, maybe the craziest thing I've seen somebody do on the highway in New Jersey, and do you guys have uh, the craziest thing or the craziest person you've seen on the highway, you know, some sort of a turn or turnpike stories? Seeing someone ride a bike on the turnpike would be truly disturbing. <laughs> Anything else coming to mind for people? Disturbing things you've seen on our highways? I just saw somebody riding a fucking moped on the parkway Ooh. today. Like <laughs> like a Vespa? And then, and I'm, no, it wasn't even, I don't think it was 150 CC. Like it was re- like, there's a big moped movement out there. I don't know if anybody's aware of this. It was like mopeds like all over the place now. And anyway, so first they were flying up. This is in the local lanes on the shoulder, on the right shoulder. And then- they had the balls to cut across all three lanes to go across to like the express lane, like changeover. And I'm, and I'm like, I'm like, oh my God, this person is going to die. <laughs> but as far as stupid things on highways, my, I couldn't even like begin to like, I just go for hours and hours on stupid shit. I know that I, there's a trope I want to point out, and I'm sure this is not a Jersey exclusive thing, but very often, have you guys noticed there are times where you will be on driving and the skies will open up like wind yeah, rain going sideways hail and you will very often in new jersey just see someone walking down the <laughs> side of a highway there seemingly unaffected <laughs> by the gale force winds as if they do this every fucking day 
like no effort to hide, pull their shirt up or put their backpack over their head or put a newspaper. They're just chilling, walking in weather that seems dangerous. And it's this paradox where it's like, you know, I'll say to Hallie, like, man, should we pull over and give no that person a ride? But like that person clearly doesn't care if they live or die. <laughs> like that's the last person you want in the car. And that's, that's a real trope. Mike D, I think you and I were driving somewhere pretty recently together and saw someone walking on like a highway entrance ramp in that. And it was like, we just got to keep going because that I want to rescue that person as an empathetic human being. I can't risk if you're behaving that way. I can't trust that you are all there. And we had to just keep going. That person would have died or probably did die before we had any chance to rescue them because the storm was so bad and they were in the most dangerous piece of traffic. They were on like a six inch like traffic island dividing two exits in a rainstorm where Chris and I were like, wait, we basically, we should have pulled over. I don't know. I almost slept at your house that day. It was that bad. Yeah. Where it was like, can I keep driving home? And then the rain let up enough where I was like, I'm just going to book it up 287. But where it was like, I might need to bail out and crash in your house <laughs> on your couch tonight. That's a good move, man. Like, and especially with all the construction going on. So the water's not flowing across the roads the right way. So if you, listen, you're going 55, 65, you're going 85. I don't care if you have an SUV with all wheel fucking drive, whatever you are not fucking stopping. Once you start going, you're going. I started a, I started a tradition of playing football on the highway when there's a major accident. <laughs> where it stops it stops everybody i always have like it happened on like happened in pennsylvania for the first time i was visiting my buddy at villanova and there was like an airlift that happened on the highway and we just happened to have a football and it's probably very disrespectful but also it's like maybe it's better than sitting in your car so we got out of the car and just started throwing the football around and other people got out of the car and we just started tossing the pigskin around and then the, the next time it happened was on the park it was on the turnpike and coming up from delaware and uh, same thing happened. Like there had to be an airlift. There was a major accident. Shut the whole thing down. Took out the football. Started throwing around. Other people came out. Started throwing the football around on the highway. You know. A couple of years ago, I saw someone driving a Volkswagen Beetle on the parkway. The old Beetles that have the engine in the back, and they only had three <laughs> wheels. The front of it only had, had one wheel. Like I don't understand how they thought what? they could drive. Well, seriously, because right, the weight yeah, is in the back, the so back, the car yeah. was balanced, and they only had one front wheel on the car. And I guess they figured, as long as I keep driving straight, I'll be fine. I mean, yeah. Just don't turn. You'll be all right. John, I do want to go back to your story because I, I want to say there's something very charming. Having seen highway football games break out, mm-hmm. it's a stress reliever for everybody. It gets a laugh during a situation that often is filled with anger or tension. But I do just want to say there's one person who doesn't love that game, which is the person dangling from the basket from the bottom of that helicopter. 100%. <laughs> who looks down and the last thing they might see Mm-hmm. is a bunch of fucking jamokes playing yeah. football on the highway. A bunch of chooches in the fucking divider just throwing the, <laughs> throwing the pigskin around like, all right, well, we'll just wait for this thing to end uh, before we get on with their day as their like, back is broken. Yeah, I just, yeah, that's that's a good point. You know, coming from their point of view, just the last glimmer of hope and maybe just the last head turn they'll ever do is just kind of glimpsing down at the little ants below playing fucking football because uh, they're bored, you know. <laughs> it's a horrific thing just happened. Uh, but you know, it's, I speak the truth sometimes, and it's. Uh, I always like to see the bloody white sheet. You know what I mean? 
No. <laughs> no. I'm just joking. We uh, were once, Mike, do you, will you remember this? We were once at 11 Robinson in college, your house that we always used to hang out at. And one of our West Orange friends came to hang out and he was kind of frazzled. And we're like, what happened? He's like, I was driving down on the highway and uh, there was some traffic and I cut across the fucking white triangle thing to jump over to the next lane. And I think somebody freaked out behind me or something and I'm worried. And then I'm not bullshitting you. We were listening to CBS FM 101.1, the oldie station, you know, Bob Shannon, Cousin Brucey. We just added on in the background and we heard the traffic report come on. And they reported that there was traffic backed up for hours. <laughs> and I'm not kidding. The traffic reporter was like, guys, you can't jump the triangle. Don't jump the triangle. It is there for a reason. <laughs> and we all just looked at our friend. I will for Bonaduce's amusement. And Mike, I don't know if you remember, but you will not. I do remember. But do not name names, but Bonaduce in the private chat, I've put the name. Oh, yeah. I'm sure you will not be shocked to hear that that's who it was. Not at all. <laughs> I've been enough harrowing uh, driving experiences, uh, that individual. Also, uh, favorite pastime now this time of year, especially on Thursdays and Fridays afternoon, driving south on the parkway. Another great thing when traffic stops, there's always somebody who has to get out and take a leak. And uh, I don't know what they think. Like if they go to the back of their car and face oncoming traffic and pull their pants down and start taking a leak. Uh, that nobody can see this. Like I don't <laughs> pee towards the front of your car. I don't know. Unless you're like into flashing people, that is a, another great thing. I've had to do a few emergency highway pees. It's always when it's raining because the rain makes me have to pee, and I always do it under an overpass. I feel like there's some privacy under an overpass. Uh, I've only done it once or twice in my life. Be the be the mad flasher. I'm <laughs> gonna go ahead and hear from a friend of Nick Fierro's, who has a story I really loved. My name is Laura, and I'm from Wayne, New Jersey, but I'm calling with, I think, a fairly epic Totoa story that I want to share. Full disclosure, I know Nick Fierro pretty well, uh, and this is something that actually happened to me on my way to visit Nick. Um, It was about 15 years ago, and I was driving from Wayne to visit Nick at the bar he worked at at the time in Patterson, uh, which was on Union Ave, kind of right on the border of Patterson and Totowa, and I was driving there through Totowa Road, the most Totowa of roads, right by the barnyard and uh, carriage house, and I saw what I am still convinced to this day is the North Jersey Devil. Uh, I saw this creature that was walking on its hind legs only, and it had these sort of crazy horse legs, and it had the body and face of some weird combination of a coyote or a wolf, and it was walking weird, crooked, on its hind legs, um, but it looked super strong, and I remember at the time being super freaked out. I was the only car on the road on both sides. I was watching it sort of saunter across to a road, and I immediately went to the bar and it worked out, and I told him about it. It is unclear whether or not he fully believed me at the time, uh, but my best friend, I told her about it as well, and she freaked out because she had seen the same thing in Terhune Drive in Wayne over by that CDS close to Oakland, which is pretty far away. So it was clear that whatever this creature was, uh, it it sort of, you know, uh, got a lot of places pretty quickly. And then another time I was driving to visit 
Nick at the bar he worked at. Uh, I had my best friend in the car, and we both saw it again on Total Road at the same time. I would say it was probably somewhere between, like, 10 p.m. and 1 a.m., both times that I saw it on Total Road. But it was absolutely terrifying, absolutely real, convinced it was the North Jersey Devil, and I hadn't thought about it again for a while, actually, until Nick got a New Jersey Devil tattoo on his leg. And I realized it looked a lot like the thing that I had seen all of those years ago. So that's sort of a weird New Jersey slash talking total story. <laughs> I'm sure Nick can fill you in a lot more on that. But I feel like since he wasn't with me, he was not going to get some of those details right. So I wanted to be very clear about what happened back then. Okay, thanks. Thank you, Laura, for that wonderful story. I also want to say Amazing. we got a bunch of voicemails in reaction. Nick Fierro's new Talking Totoa series is, is be, it has become beloved. Nick works nights. He couldn't be at this taping today. But the next time we do a Talking Totoa, I'm going to play some. We got reactions from people who knew him in elementary school who <laughs> randomly found it. Oh, my gosh. We got vo- voicemails from people that are like, oh, yeah, that guy who used to yell at everybody. I know the story with that guy. And we got some real total wins. It's not. It's not him doing cosplay, right? Dressed up as no, the Jersey Devil? It, okay. It, it, dude. <laughs> if people are seeing this Jersey real. Devil, I just wonder if it's, you know, I don't know. <laughs> now, Andrea, when you hear that there's now a North Jersey Jersey Devil, it, it, there's a part of me that goes, can't we let South Jersey have anything <laughs> to themselves? We can't have one fucking thing in this in the state, I swear to God, without you people. He relocated. He couldn't take it anymore. Just let us live. <laughs> Whoa, okay. But dudes, aren't you mostly South at this point? Oh, definitely. I don't know. Okay. Okay. So maybe. I'm, I'm a I've embraced my South Jerseyness, and I even started talking funny since I've been informed. I say water. The you weird do. Moment. It's like one of the first things I noticed. I think before I even, but when I was just a listener, I think that was one of my first comments. I was like, why does Nick talk like he's from both halves of our state? I think it was from uh, my uh, uh, Polish uh, water ice uh, stage in Seaside. And then uh, uh, the, the pork wool thing is like really in me now. I love it. Yeah. I love it. I love South Jersey. I want to say too, uh, now we've heard about this idea that there's a super jacked North Jersey devil, which <laughs> so I love. funny. Yeah. But I think we'd agree, like Bonaduce, wouldn't you agree? If there was something like that, that Totowa, Wayne, Oakland, like Wanakue, Bloomingdale stretch, that would be a really good area for a creature like that to hang out. Yeah, there's like enough woods to hide, but mm-hmm. you can still go out and meet your like steroid dealer and, you know. <laughs> Yeah, just like, oh man, I'm doing like a mad cycle right now. Go to the mall at I'm night. North Jersey Devil, I'm gonna fuck your shit up. He's getting ready to fight the South Jersey Devil. Oh, he'd be done, done. You think so? If there's a Planet Fitness out there, that's definitely where he works out, right? Oh, can you imagine? <laughs> no judgment zone. This creature with animal legs <laughs> is working out in a Planet Fitness on Route 46. Yeah, one dollar down, ten ten dollars a month. No judgment zone. <laughs> <laughs> Just slamming some kettlebells. Always doing quads. <laughs> With a bunch of dudes from Clifton. Dudes on the fucking leg machine for three hours. <laughs> no judgment zone. That's the difference. And the South Jersey Devil is just like throwing logs and shit. Squatting 750. Yeah. He's running from people shooting at him. Exactly. Doing all that outdoorsy shit. Yes. One horsepower. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Speaking of, do you see somebody stole the Jersey Devil from in front of um what should we call it down there? That restaurant down there. I fucked saw up. that. Yeah. Yeah. Real saw fucked up. And then they fucking caught him. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, they like ran his place. He was like from Ohio or yep. some shit like that. They tied him up, left him in the woods. 
I I think Jersey so. Deli. Like, yeah, they found out who it was. Like, but wait, Andrew, isn't that restaurant in that town that we all say the name wrong up here? That we all think it's Buena Vista. No, no, it's near Tuckerton. It's right on five. But you guys say Buena. Is it Buena Vista? It's just Buena. It's not Buena Vista. That's Buena. It's way south. But it's That's not there now. Yeah. That's oh, I think. Um, that's one of the craziest things. Yeah, I'm blanking on the name of that place. It's uh, hold on, find out real quick. Yeah, yeah, that made me sad when that thing got. Speaking of stuff getting stolen, I think uh, Lucille's. It's in um Lucille's, yeah, Lucille's Luncheonette in Warren Grove. Yeah, Warren Grove. Yeah, that, I love that. some people say Stafford. That's not Stafford. That might be Route that's Stafford part of Stafford Forge. I think y'all were in a um. An interview before, but I sent you guys. Did you see the the like? They look like late teens who robbed yeah. Colonial Bakery yeah. of one yeah. crumb cake, one giant sheet one of crumb, crumb cake. cake. They're like, we're going in. <laughs> Absolutely beautiful. If you're yeah. gonna be a teen, getting caught for stealing something, steal some goddamn crumb cake. They have like an old school, like you know, um, cash register there too. Like it doesn't seem like they even went for like the easy cash register grab. They just stole the crumb cake. That's how fucking good it is. That's how but good like you got to go behind the counter to get that, right? I mean, you got like it looks like the back door of the like where they bake was oh, open, man. and they just like popped in and man, ran out. I, I shouldn't be laughing, but the bakery was a good sport about yeah. it. It seems like too, so it's okay. Now we heard about a Jersey Devil sighting from our friend Laura. I want to hear from Julie, who's way down south and had a sighting of another sort. Hey, New Jersey is the world crew. This is Julie from Philly. Um, calling because I was in Cape May Point for work recently, and I was at the lighthouse eating lunch on the beach, and as we were going back to our car, we saw a bunch of furries in the parking lot. Uh, they were the only ones there other than us and maybe a handful of other people that were birding, and they were just hanging out, and then we watched them go up onto a birdwatching deck, and they were just up there with an 80-year-old man with binoculars looking at birds. Uh, they had to be furries. I don't know what else they would be doing. It was a Wednesday at noon. So, yeah, that's pretty great. Uh, you guys are the best. Thanks. Bye. Thank you, uh, Julie. You are actually the best. We are not the best. You are the best. I now, saw a furry riding a bike the other day. It was like 90 degrees, and they had like their furry head like was ginormous. I almost thought it was like, uh, like a bike helmet, but then I realized it was totally enclosed and the furry had a, um, a backpack. It looked like a, like a giant, uh, Fox mm -hmm. and they were booking. I'm like, I was like, I'm like, what, like what the, you know, Hey, listen, do your own thing. But it was 90 yep. degrees. I imagine being like your furry outfit. Was it, it was an episode of South Jersey is also the world that we discovered the existence of the Cape May furry train, right? Yeah. When my friend Jen Coulter, who I thought worked for the yeah. Cape May historical society, she doesn't, I don't know why I thought that, <laughs> but she, uh, she, she brought the, train to, <laughs> she brought the, uh, I think she works for like something in it, like I'm or something. It doesn't matter. But, um, uh, she she brought us the story of the the Cape May Ferry train. Yes, she works for the Federal Cattlemen's Tax Association. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Why they get lumped into that? Nothing. One. We've now heard a report of a Cape May Furry train and a Cape May Furry gathering in a bird watching area. Why do we think Cape May has become such a haven for the furry community? Mike D, any theories on this? Probably because Cape May is the closest thing, the second closest thing to a living hell that we have in New Jersey. 
<laughs> what? And because where I can only imagine wearing <laughs> after oh. Red Bank. I know you're not a Red Bank that fan. That was Kate May Point though, too. That's different. Yeah, I and I imagine that wearing like a hot fur covered outfit on the shore has got to be the most unpleasant experience. Like imagine how bad the inside of that outfit smells. No, you can't make <laughs> No, I I would think they would want to It'd be more pleasant to gather in like a more temperate part of New Jersey to have your furry gathering where everyone's not going to be like pouring sweat. Yeah, high point is for me. Does and like my only is so, like I have this. I know there's something wrong with me, but like I'm, I'm going to get chastised for saying this. But, we know, we know. You don't have to ever preface that with us. But like my like thing, I I know everybody want like maybe they want to walk around and be a furry, but like doesn't everything always end in some kind of like furry sex like event like thing going on like i don't know but hey we were out on watching birds like we're all animals yeah, and we're watching, we i don't know whatever like wait I, th- I always associate the furry thing with like i don't know weird sexual fetishes yeah am i just wrong about that yes i know how much you hate cross-promoting your stuff for some reason because god forbid you get new <laughs> listeners from one show on another True. but didn't you recently talk to an actual furry we did on, on beautiful anonymous i had a really great phone call with a furry um, and it actually cleared up a lot of misconceptions I had. What's the number one takeaway? What's the number one misconception? Just to, just to enlighten us. The number one takeaway that I had is that furry, a, a lot of furries don't wear costumes. Mm. A lot of them have a more of like an avatar or an online persona mm. that they will then commit to as a human, but they're not always meeting up. Those costumes are really, really expensive mm. and it's hard to navigate publicly with them. So a lot of furries don't wear costumes is what I was told. Mm. Um, I did ask the caller, like, you know, how, how do you blow each other <laughs> in the costumes and stuff? Number one but, question. And the caller was, but I, w- I wasn't disrespectful about it, but the caller was able to tell me some of the costumes are built for it, but very often the costumes t- are come off or aren't even put on a lot of it. And also in a way that I actually found very beautiful the caller did explain to me that like their personal story, they embraced being a furry before they embraced coming out of the closet. And that for a lot of people, a furry furry can be like a first step, a, a first step towards ex- expressing yourself in a way that maybe feels a little more performative or outlandish as a way to ease into something that is also in your core. Mm-hmm. I was really blown away by it. That being said, I didn't get a chance to ask the caller, is there any reason why a remote seaside town on the southern tip of New Jersey seems to be a popular gathering place for furries? Because we've now had two reports. And if you're out there and you know about more furry presence in Cape May. Is it like Delaware is a safe haven maybe? And if they just need to bolt, they can just hop the (laughs) water. Maybe they're all incorporated. Maybe they all have escorts. Tax free, baby. Tax free. Whole country's tax free except New Jersey. But if you know more about why Cape May and furries go together, because it's becoming clear to me it's a real thing. 973-780-4660. We want to talk. I to have you. a quick question. What do we think the odds are? Maybe it's are? the free zoo. Maybe. Oh, you, Nick, that actually is. That's kind of brilliant. What is it? Thanks. The yeah, the Cape May County Zoo is free, which is awesome, by the way. Yeah, it's a great zoo, Ooh. and so that seems like a place that would make sense for furries to meet up. What do we think the odds are if you caught up with Carmenuch today? That Carmenuch is a furry. Ooh, <laughs> Ooh. a lion o furry makes sense. <laughs> I think the odds are very, very high, actually. You know what the sad thing is? Is 
I can. I am still one degree of separation away from Carmenuch. Like we, I'm regularly in contact with <gasps> so, someone in his family, and I have actually refused. Are you afraid? To, you I don't want to inquire about Carmenuch yeah. because. Oh come on! One, I don't want to hear bad. <laughs> I don't want to hear bad news. It would break my heart. But mm-hmm. also, like, I just feel like I don't even want to know the real the myth. I don't want to destroy the myth of Carmenuch. Totally. Have your mom ask. No, let it lie. Let it lie. It's better not oh, to know. On. I agree. We should ask and put it in like an envelope so we can all read it and we know. And then Mike, you'll forever be in the dark about it. I'd be okay with that. That's great. And we'll just never talk about it. Yeah. We'll, and never, never talk about it. Our next voicemail is a real quick one, but I loved it. I, this caller's left voicemails before and I love the vibe. She just reminds me of so many people I grew up with. Don, you're going to have major opinions on this. Um, a restaurant that has been talked about on the show before, but that I don't think any of us have gone to is 90 Acres, which sits on land right next to the infamous Blairsden Mansion, formerly owned by the King of Morocco. The land is now a park, and 90 Acres is a very fancy restaurant. We've talked a lot about class and food in New Jersey on the show, and I loved this voicemail. Hey, it's June from Morris Plains. I'm the EMT. I've called you before. Um, Restaurant, just listen to your latest set with Don and your experience. I'm just phenomenal, but I wanted to let you know that I am beyond blue-collar and um, been to 90 Acres for our anniversary a few times. And the thing that my husband talks about all the time is that our goodie bag was waiting for us as we exited the restaurant. They didn't bring it to the table. They had it waiting with our name um, at the front desk when we left. And people there were lovely. And besides, it is so much closer to your house than going down to Old Give it a shot at some point. Happy summer. Bye. First of all, June's vibe, accent, yeah. every, everything. Is we know, everything we know your blue collar. We got <laughs> it. Oh, my God. It's, it's, it's amazing. I think she said goodie bag. I assume she meant doggy bag. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know if you get a goodie bag like it's a kid's birthday party, but it sounds like they take your leftovers, bag them up for you, hand them to you on the way out. That's pretty that, funny. That's class. Is it shaped like a swan? Ooh. I, I, I don't even know if it's class. It's just, it's just such a, um, what a last impression leaving a place, right? Is just to like grab, so like you're, like yes. you're running a marathon and then someone's just giving you a water <laughs> at the finish line. Well, you know what I mean? Like, it's see, so appreciated. I like June. This is like how me and June have a lot in common. Cause, cause look, like I live in a nice house now. I'm an artist. I made some money, but I still feel I hang on to the down the hill thing. And I'm like, June didn't mention if the restaurant was good. Mm-hmm. She didn't say anything about it except she said it was lovely. Right? She said it. She said very little about the actual experience, though. Outside of like they bag up the goodie bag and hand it to you on the way out, which I also know I would be blown away by. I think there's like in Jersey, like especially growing up, service has evolved, right? And I think oh, so many places have put <laughs> so much emphasis on how their food looks almost less taste, but how it really looks and kind of the fancier new stuff. And they sometimes forget about like actual service and hospitality. Yeah. And it, it's it, some of these places just going the extra mile like that makes all the difference. And it's so foreign, I think, to a lot of places we grew up to go into because that just wasn't a part of it. But it was a different kind of service. It was a much more of like a mom and pop feel. You feel like some of these restaurants you were going to, you felt comfortable. They didn't need to wipe your ass for you. They gave you the food. They said hello. They gave you a hug sometimes, and that's about it. You know what I mean? They gave you like, hey, that's great, and we're on to it. 
but there's this extra level of hospitality sometimes that you see at some of these fancier places that blow you away. And it's uh, kudos to them uh, for, for leaving at least memories, right? Leave a good impression, feel taken care of. Um, I think that's uh, very, very nice. Very nice. What, can I just say one thing? One of the most tasteless, tasteless uh, recent trends in all service is that they bring the containers to your table and you have to put your food in. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. You scrape shit in. And mm-hmm. it's you do it. not just like, yeah, but like, it's not just like, know regular places it's like kind of like nicer places too like take my fucking food back put it in a container and bring it back at least in a bag what nobody wants to see a bag on a table in a nice restaurant mm-hmm. or whatever just it's part of service and i think service is lacking in a lot of areas and like i'm a big service guy we know mm-hmm. that so i was just i was trying to figure out why i think it does feel classier but at the same time i also feel a little judged by it and that's what it is because it's like it's the, the bag sitting out look like shit but then it's also you leaving like carrying a bag of leftovers that you need to take with you because you're like this is my food i'm gonna eat later but then instead just handing it to you as the last thing you do so you can walk out like an adult does that make sense do you know what i mean yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's a, that's, yeah it's gavon shaming yeah, Basically, yeah they're, they're, they're shaming you into appearing as a gavon when you leave the restaurant yeah mm-hmm. fuck that mm-hmm. i was at the taco bell on east hanover <laughs> up on route 10 been going there since high school you know they now have a thing you walk in, you everything you order is through a punch screen. Mm. And then the people are standing five feet away behind the counter and they just make it and they come out and they just say your name and you fill your own soda. I never go to those. And Nick, I'm just, I always go to the counter. I'm just, they don't even have the option anymore. I don't care. There's no <laughs> counter anymore. <laughs> I tell them I'm blind and deaf and that somebody has to take my fucking Dorito taco order, all right? <laughs> But dude, it ties in like I know I'm talking about Taco Bell when we're supposed to be talking about a classy place like 90 Acres, but it ties in like Nick, you were saying like scraping your own leftovers into your own box. I don't want to dehumanize. Taco Bell is already dehumanizing enough just based on the fact that I'm eating that dog food. You know what I mean? Yeah, if you're punching, if you're punching something into a screen, you might as well do takeout, right? Like you might as well just be like doing a do door drive dash or, yeah, something. or something. Yeah, yeah drive through. But dude, like to be like yours, this worker is six feet away from me, and now we're not even allowed to acknowledge each other's fucking just humanity. Staring at your fingers, like we're not even acknowledging each other as human beings, is sick to me. I hate. It. I never want to scan a fucking QR code again in my life. I hate that. I don't ever want to do the punch screen again. Because that fucking 40-second interaction of like, how you doing? I'm all right. How are you? I'll take two bean burritos, nachos with cheese, medium soda, everything going good, busy today. Like that slight human interaction might get me through the next 90 minutes of my fucking day. I'm not trying to touch another computer in my life. It's probably the opposite, though. It probably came about because there's so many more fucking assholes now entitled people. That it just seems like all the cockroaches have been just deserving of their fast food. So some of these people probably just don't want to deal with assholes. And it's like, oh, you're ruining you're ruining interactions for the rest of us by having us digitize our order, even though you're you you, you're two feet away from the person. Probably more of an efficiency thing than anything else. You could have more people working and preparing food than uh, somebody sitting sitting at the register and taking orders. It sucks. The whole thing sucks. And on that dismal note, I want to say this will be it for the free feed. <laughs> Let's note the time code. If you want to send us voicemails, we love you. 973-780-4660. We have so much fun. We've got a lot of great ones left. If you're on the Turnpike tier, 
over at patreon.com slash New Jersey is the world. We've got a great breakdown of Mount Olive coming up. We've got a fantastic one about something severely lacking in North Jersey that I can't believe I've never noticed before. Um, Act. A, Class. A, re- a reaction to uh, our New Jersey Moms episode that's really hilarious. And all three of those are from, I believe, different men named Nick. We've got three in a row from guys named Nick and then two from guys named Rick. Three Nicks, two Ricks coming up. Um, I never call in using my own name. So. Uh, amazing celebrity encounters. <laughs> no dicks. Celebrity encounters with people who are very low level and I- iconic. <laughs> different ones. Uh, Don, a reaction to your Yelp episode from months mm-hmm. ago. That's so hilarious. Mm-hmm. Reactions to our saddest place in New Jersey <laughs> episode. Voicemails about adult stores in New Jersey. Suggestions on more Olympic events. Those are the ones that I really want to get through. And then after that, even a few more where if we have time, just some really batshit ones. So get on over to the Patreon, Turnpike tier. You guys will get all of those coming up momentarily. Probably drop them either same day or the next day after this comes out. We'll figure it out. But uh, thank you so much for listening on the free feed. Patreons, uh, people over at patreon.com slash New Jersey of the world. You're about to get more voicemails, much crazier ones, Nick's and Rick's and other people too. Thanks so much for listening. Oh, go buy our t-shirts. We have new t-shirts since oh, the last yeah. time we talked. Below the collar.com slash Chris Gethard. People are loving the new t-shirt designs. And also thanks so much. Someone gave me a heads up that the uh, promo codes on the Patreon had expired. I got those reactivated. Thank you for giving me that heads up. So you join the Patreon right now. You get more voicemails. You get that promo code. You get South Jersey is also the world where we get all the Central Jersey people mad next week (laughs) and so much more. We're going to do a live stream this month. I think the topic is going to focus largely on the state officially making Central Jersey real legally through legislation. Uh, It's going to be fun times. It's always fun times over there on the Patreon. So hang in there, patrons. You're going to get a second file this week with even more voicemails. Thanks, everybody, for listening now. uh, Thanks for having our backs and supporting us. Thank you for listening to this presentation of New Jersey is the World. New Jersey is the World is Chris Gethard, Nikki Bonaduce, Don Finelli, Andrea Quinn, Carson Kopp, and Mike D. New Jersey is the World is produced and edited by Carson Kopp, Mike D, and Andrea Quinn. You can find us online at New Jersey is the World and on Instagram at New Jersey is the World. Also, please feel free to reach out and leave us a voicemail by contacting the home office of New Jersey is the World at 973-780-4660 in regards to anything show or New Jersey related. Please subscribe and listen to more episodes of New Jersey is the World on your favorite podcast service. If you're looking to join our extremely opinionated and Jersey-ish community, head on over to Patreon.com and search for New Jersey is the world. We have merch, which you can find at BelowTheCollar.com after searching for Chris Gethard. Once again, thank you for listening to this presentation of New Jersey is the world. New Jersey is the world, where New Jersey is the world. 